0: part of New York City. The Black Tower Maniac, coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime he gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can, and survive if he lets you. You must duplex, and he coming for you too. Better watch out, the guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question, I'll inform you about life. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. What's up, what's up, here we
1: go. Got a little something now for you on Thursday. The Thursday edition of the Taz Show coming at you for the next two hours. Yeah, we'll get after here for the next two hours for sure. It's going to be a uh, quite frankly a heavy-duty NXT peel in this show. So, from reviews, previews, predictions, the whole nine yards. So that part something big last night in new york city right down the block over here. i will be that to have a second if you're listening live at tazshow.com thank you for that appreciate it or maybe you're watching live over there at tazshow.com uh, again appreciate it or you're checking out the audio on demand version of the taz show you can be doing that at play it or at spotify maybe tune in or Uh, the uh, ever-famous iTunes, that could be the case. If you want to call the show, you can do that on this Thursday. That's not a problem. Attention hotline, fans. Real simple deal, 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. So, as I said, going to get to some NXT chatter a lot in this show, to be honest. Before I do that, I want to talk real quick. CBS was kind enough to put out a press release yesterday. About uh, the big special. Yeah, the big tag show special. Post-survival series, Sunday night, this Sunday. Instant react. Right out of the box. As they're doing the main event, I'll probably be reacting. (laughs) And they'll give you a few hours show right after that. Right after their show, I should say. At CBS Sports Radio. Or you can go to tazshow.com and watch the show there, like you guys do here in the morning. Or for whoever's not in the morning, who knows. Or on some of the uh, massive CBS radio, terrestrial broadcast radio uh, affiliates and stations. Some of the more notable ones and bigger uh, stations that will be carrying my special this Sunday at 11 p.m. Eastern will be WFAN in New York City. That covers the tri-state area for the most part. Um... Also, WIP in Philadelphia, 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, 670, the score in Chi-Town, Chicago, 105.3, the fan in Dallas, 106.7, the fan in Washington, D.C., also Detroit, I believe that's 97.1, the ticket, and Houston, I think that's 610 Sports Radio, I think that's what it's called. Um, checking out my cheat sheet here huh sports radio 610 Houston there you go so those are some of the more uh, also Cleveland can't disrespect the Cleveland okay the fan 92.3 it'll be on there too it's gonna be on and then, then there's a plethora of affiliates there is a website remember um, when we did the recent uh, what the heck was it when I did the uh, SummerSlam there was a website or uh, where you could check out the affiliates I don't recall the website that CBS Sports Radio has where that is. Do you know what that is?
2: Uh, it may be CBSSportsRadio.com. dot uh, We'll have a list of all the stations tomorrow for tomorrow. show. don't you work there? Yeah, mm. I'll be working there later today. No
1: don't no, know what I mean. You're missing my. You're missing my shot at you. I guess. Oh
2: yeah, no, I got the shot. I I think it's CBSSportsRadio.com. <laughs>
1: How, how about i'll, I'll check it I'll, I'll google it right now I'll, I'll show the audience those i got it don't worry about it cbs sports uh radio let me find it here hold on i'll, I'll make sure just give me a second folks i'll, I'll, I'll do this i'll take it it's all good uh let's see yeah um well the internet's working slow so sorry for listening to the audio on demand I'll, I'll get into the show in a second just like i'm gonna handle this part right here Okay, it looks like it's loading now. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it looks like there's a couple of different options. It's uh, CBSSportsRadio.com. Well, actually, Radio.CBSSports.com. That's another way you can find it. Okay, so uh, that's the the thing. I'll give you a rundown, uh, as uh, Rob said, tomorrow on the affiliate, so we'll have a, a better sus- succinct succinct way to give it to you i just want to give you some of the main stations uh main broadcast stations that i just went through in the united states that are covering the show and that are carrying i should say uh, the the taz show special and i do appreciate all of the program directors and general managers of those stations and everybody here at cbs radio corporate for supporting pro wrestling and the taz show it means the world to me and i mean that from the bottom of my heart Uh, And I say that all the time because it's sincere and not a lot of corporate people in entertainment and and TV broadcasting and radio broadcasting support pro wrestling. They know how famous, how popular it is, and they know uh, how much money can generate and they know how awesome the fan base is. But yet a lot of them don't want to embrace it. Well, what does that mean? They don't want to give a full platform to it. They had to give tidbits here and there have stuff on their websites. Oh, they'll cover it by one of the reporters covering something like NBC Sports, for example, on NBC.com or whatever the heck it's called, NBC, uh, NBC Sports. They did a little interview with Bill Goldberg I want to talk about real quick. So if it's something big, like some of these bigger companies, will cover it. But not many of them give a full platform like ESPN is doing with WWE and wrestling. That's cool. Obviously here in my home with CBS, Hello, Taz Show, you know, and 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 all the time, Ric Flair's podcast was on here, so they support pro wrestling. You know what I mean? This company here, CBS, really supports it. So, and, and going on CBS Sports Radio every time there's a big, big pay per view, it's it's a big deal for me personally, professionally, and for the show and for the audience of the Taz Show. So I'm very appreciative of that, and and that's from the bottom of my heart. I mean that. Um, so here's the deal uh, This uh, Okay, covered that gimmick The special Went over where they could find it Talked about I'm going to get into talking about I talked about getting to talk about in, uh, NXT How's that? I talked about but I didn't talk about it, But I am going to talk about it, I did talk about it Something like that And I want to get into There's some NFL football tonight uh, But I want to get the college football rankings And then get rolling here So in the NFL world We got the New Orleans Saints They are playing tonight uh, in the home of the Panthers, Carolina Panthers 8 8:30 p.m. Eastern, and that's the basically it's a uh, it's a big NFC matchup here. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a good feel on this. I'm going to say the Panthers are going to win the game. Prediction, Jones. That, that's the way I'm going to go with this. Uh, there's also uh, semifinalists announced for the 2017 Hall of Fame NFL Hall of Fame, I should say, not not the wrestling. And I'm going to go through some of the notable names on here. And uh, i the first time I'm looking at this list. And then I'm going to tell you who I think should go with. How many did they pick? Seven, six? How many guys did they
2: pick? Uh, I think it varies year to year. Uh, it depends on how many guys get the uh, exact number of votes needed.
1: Oh, okay. Thank you. So, okay, we got we got Morton Anderson. those Goes for from the from Denver Broncos, kicker. We got Steve Atwater, nasty, nasty hitter, safety. Nasty defensive player, def- uh, defensive back. Steve Atwater would stick you and drill you. Uh, Tony Buscelli, offensive tackle, play for the Jaguars. I remember him. Isaac Bruce, really good wide receiver. Don Cornell. yeah Cornell. Coach over at the San Diego Chargers. He had the Dan Fouts as his quarterback. They tore it up. He was a great coach. Roger Craig, my man! Big-time running back for the San Francisco 49ers, Terrell Davis. TD! Career ended early. Eye problems, concussions, whatever it was. I know he had a vision, of blind or something. a great running back. Brian Dawkins, man, big-time safety, nasty safety for the Philadelphia Eagles. Alan Fanica, great guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers, also was a tremendous offensive lineman, a guard for the New York Jets. I was a big fan of his, number 66. Uh, Torrey Holt, wide receiver from the Rams over him. Edron James, big-time running back. Play for the Rams, too. Where did he play, Rams Colts. Colts, thank you. Uh, la, la, la. Jimmy Johnson was a amazing coach obviously the Dallas Cowboys but before that University of Miami we're going to throw it up. Ty Law awesome cornerback. His fame I guess you say with the Patriots I would say right? Yeah multiple Super Bowls. John Lynch Buccaneers another safety. This is safety heavy Kevin Mawai underrated offensive lineman a safety played for the Jets somewhere else after that. Big success with the Jets though. Titans. Titans, thank you, thank you, Carl Mecklenburg, I remember him, excellent linebacker for the Broncos, Terrell Owens, wide receiver, he should not go in, not yet, <laughs> no way, Jason Taylor, another guy should go in right now, not yet, it's too early, excellent defensive end of Miami Dolphins, LT, the uh, Thomas, Tomlinson, running back for the San Diego Chargers, all that success, and the Jets, Hines Ward from the Steelers, wide receiver, Kurt Warner, quarterback, and then uh, Darren Woodson, safety from the Raiders, so, what the hell? Why not? Before I get into talking some wrestling, I will pick my six on the fly Jones right here with you guys, with my audience. You guys love me so much, I can do this, and you guys can support me. All right, I'm gonna I'm t- highlighter. goes watch the video. I got highlighter in the, pen, in the hand. When I bring a highlighter out, it's all business. I don't f around when I got a highlighter. So I got Alan Faneca. Okay, I got he's my. He, I'm putting him right, right in. I'm putting him in. I'm putting. Um, I'm gonna put in. I know a lot of people are gonna. Get pissed off at my list, I promise. I'm putting in Don Cordell. He was a great coach, underrated, but awesome success with the Chargers. I'm putting him in. I'm putting Morton Anderson, Clutch Jones, that guy. Morton Anderson was a stud kicker. I'm putting him in. And I'm going to put in la 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 la. I'm going to put in. Um, man, I guess you got to put Jimmy Johnson in. Yeah, I'm going to go Jimmy Johnson. How Super Bowls win? Was he in with the Cowboys? He got to be in. I, I, be- uh, I believe three. GGS, son. Yes, utilize it while the host is hosting the show. So, uh, Morton down. Morton. How many doing Morton down? Uh, Morton Anderson. I got it. Uh, Don Cornell. I got. Alan Fanica, I got. Jimmy Johnson. I got. Oh, and I got. I need. A, I need. I need two more. I'm probably gonna go. I'm leaning towards Dawkins. Brian Dawkins for the Eagles. And TD, man. I think TD his success. All the touchdown I mean the Super Bowl his career didn't did end early though so I, I'm I'm hesitant on him yeah I, I'm gonna go uh Ty Law was great I'm going Brian Dawkins I, I just I was a fan of his so that's my fifth I'm gonna pick one more and then move on I am gonna go uh we're gonna go safety heavy Uh eh, I'm really close to Darren Woodson Now nah, I'm not going there uh la 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 two for Jimmy Johnson by the way You had two Super Bowls yes thank you yeah, he belongs in there. So I'm ladies these on my list. So so far, I got Morton, Anderson, kicker, Don Cordell, coach, uh, Brian Dawkins, safety, Al Fatton, guard, Jimmy Johnson, and then I got man, I don't know. Damn, I'm, I'm on the fence here. I, 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 I guess you got to go, Kurt Warner. Yeah, well, been to two Super Bowls, won one. You sold me, Kurt Warner. He played in the uh Canadian League. What did he play? He played that? in the arena league. The arena league. But he had success there. I know it's not a famous gimmick. He was Gregg and he was he was bagging
2: groceries in Iowa and then went to go play for the Iowa Barnstormers. And then got to try
1: it with the Rams and the rest of the system. No one cares. Alright, so now uh a little college football uh shatter, the uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go through real quick some of the rankings, some of the noble ones here in college football, so I'm gonna hit, you know, many of you people know I'm an expert in the football field, so you guys love hearing me talk football, so I, I will hit you with this here. Uh, so look, you got Alabama, they're sitting in the number one spot, okay? That doesn't surprise anybody. They belong in the number one spot, okay, Alabama. Uh, I I would say you got Ohio State right under the, Alabama's 10-0, Ohio State's 9-1. I mean, I'm okay with Ohio State in the two-hole. Michigan's in the three-hole. I think you're splitting hairs. Michigan and Ohio State, I, I don't know who's better. That's obviously a massive rivalry, rivalry, college football rivalry, not just Big Ten, but big-time rivalry. So, uh, top three, I'm cool with Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. Then you got Clemson, then you got Louisville, then you got Washington. I don't think Washington should be that high. Um, I know they, they they were undefeated. USC, I think it was, just beat them up. Was it USC? Yes. It was USC. And um, and they beat Washington at home. I, I think that Washington should... they were ranked a little high, in my opinion. I also think Penn State's ranked a little high. Okay. Um, Penn State is ranked 8th. Colorado is ranked 10th. Oklahoma State is ranked 11th. Utah, I like a lot. I think they should be a little higher than 12th. USC should be, I mean, the 7-3, though. But, I mean, they're in the 13 spot. But they had a big win, man, over Washington. Uh, Auburn's at 15. 14, I missed, is West Virginia. LSU at 16. They're sitting at 6-3. That's college football. When you get two or three losses, it's like you're almost like a jobber. Even though you're not. My Cornhuskers are at 18 because they're 8-2. That's a load of BS. They should be in the top 15. So I say Cornhuskers should be at 15. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and then you got uh, Tennessee at 19, at seven and three. How about Boise State, they are 20, they're nine and one. And then you got at 21, is this Western Michigan? WM Un- undefeated. Yep, they're undefeated. But you know, they go by strength of schedule. Some would say, well, novice football people say, oh, well, why, why? If a team is 10 at all, how come they're uh, you know 21? Well, uh, it's strength of schedule, who they're playing, you know. That's how, the, you know, these people look at this stuff here. You know, rankings don't mean squat anyway. Any team can beat anyone any time. I'm sick of rankings, like that. But it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, any other... Uh, is there any other news I need to discuss before I get into all the old NXT stuff that's going on? So I, think, I think there is... Uh, oh, yeah, a little baseball um, Baseball news. I didn't cover this yesterday. Dodgers, uh, the, the National League Manager of the Year in baseball was Dave Roberts for the Dodgers. Okay? Terry Crona. oh yeah, Sunflower Seeds Jones, Indians uh, skipper, was in the World Series. He is the American League Manager of the Year. I'm just glad that what's his name, uh, Madden, Joe Madden, didn't get it, because he's just, he's got his, his, his I don't know, his vernacular the way he talks, and you know, with his Patriot League education, fancy Dan Jones, and talking amongst us like he's talking, no, he's talking above us. Uh, uh, you know, like like with jobbers because he's got a good intellect and he, and he wins classes. Yeah. I'm really impressed by you. You didn't win America League Manager of the Year. How about that? He's friends with all the uh, what do you call it, fans? Cubs fans. Cubs, yeah. Dodgers shortstop Corey Seeger wins National League Rookie of the Year. No harm, no foul. There, yeah, that works. Tiger pitcher Michael Fulmer wins America League a Rookie of the Year. Fulmer was traded by the Mets of Detroit uh, for Cespedes. Uh, Red Sox pitcher uh, Rick Porcello. He won the Cy Young in the American League, National League pitcher Max Cesar. How do you say his name? Cesar? Cesar? Sure, sir. Yeah, of course. He won it. So there you go on that. Uh, so that's the deal on that. It's some wrestling news, uh, non WWE stuff, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. TNA, uh, they're currently uh, filming. Or the correct word is taping They're currently taping in Cameron, North Carolina At the Hardys uh, compound The gimmick for deletion The next deletion gimmick Filming, okay, taping Will take place over the next few days The okay, episode will add December 15th, I am looking forward to that I am definitely Looking forward to that and I'm going to do a reaction To that uh, either on the Taz show or maybe at Jones, My official YouTube page I haven't put nothing up there for a while for a reason. How about that? I always have a plan. I don't play around. I'm always on top of things. I always have a plan. I'm not a schmuck.
2: Like Brian Kendrick, you're a man with a plan. Yeah,
1: that's right. (laughs) Everything's real low. I don't don't know know what's going on. I'm starting to to bother me a little bit. So uh, that's, that's, I don't know what's going on. A little tense today. Hey, Chandler Joe in Akron, Ohio. You're on the Taz show. What's up, buddy? Good gimmick, Dad! Uh, Big Joe, how you doing? You cleaning some urinals? What are you doing, buddy? Oh, you know me, just cleaning those golden toilets and golden sinks in a flash. But other than that, I'm doing just fine. I got it, the flash, I got it. Nah, the flash, I got it. I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's going on? What do you want to talk about, buddy?
3: Well, I just wanted to uh, say first time in a long time. I kind of missed the boat, pun intended, on... uh, saying farewell to the captain but hmm. uh just want to say uh good moment to the Vikings. Good, robbie how are you doing
1: uh not as good as you good moment to you janitor yeah, <laughs> joe janitor <General laughs> joe was always exuberant always excited always happy uh so what's up big guy
3: well i just wanted to ask you a question i've kind of been behind on keeping up with the joneses but uh-huh. this was uh, talked about but uh you know, as far as Team Raw and Team SmackDown, Team Red, Team Blue, yeah. you know, uh, on uh, both of the shows, they each have a reason to fight for, you know, Stephanie McMahon in character saying that, you know, fight like your careers depend on it because yes. they do, and on SmackDown you have Undertaker saying, well, <laughs> if you lose, I'm coming after you. So, who who really has the most motivation on uh um, to, win, uh, to win this uh, whole
1: Survivor Series. Well, uh, in character, in, in char- first of all, I think, and, and what you're saying is correct, and I think what they're doing is the right way to do it, because you're you're having people put uh, pressure, pressure on the Raw people, meaning Stephanie, their boss, and then you're having someone at The Undertaker, an icon, a legend, all this stuff, putting pressure on the SmackDown crew, you know? I, I would say in character this is, I would go with there's more pressure on... Probably uh, the Raw team because Stephanie's the boss, right? So <laughs> she's the one who pays the bills, not the Undertaker. So and, and th- thank you for calling, General Joe. I, I like I like the way they're doing it. I do. I, I and I, I've said that um, uh, the way to build up. And I, I've always been a kind of a fan of the uh, Survivor Series deal. I just I, I, we've been seeing the T-shirts lately, the blue shirts, the red shirts. I'm not a fan of that. You guys know that listen to the show every day or maybe catch up with the audio on demand or the video on demand. (laughs) Excuse me. I am a fan of doing something a little different and not go with red T-shirts, black T-shirts. Who knows what they're going to do? We've seen the T-shirts a lot. But maybe come Sunday, they'll go with kind of the concept I was saying at Survivor Series. When they do these team matches, the women from Raw versus the women of SmackDown, the men of Raw, you know, blah, 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 the tag teams. I think you need that the gear, what wrestlers are wearing, either boots or their gear, it's important for there to be a difference, you know? So uh, real quick, if you didn't catch what I said last week or whenever it was recently, um, after you do so many shows, they just start to blend together. So, uh, you know, I, I do think that each team needs to be wearing the colors of their brand. So not not everyone not everyone needs to dress the same, but you know Roman Reigns for example, like or whatever he he wears uh you know that that flak jacket type thing or whatever and um you know his needs to have like red in it uh you know You're he me down he, he's got to have like red in it it's, it's like he's got to have uh you got Kevin Owens he usually wears like red and black Chris Jericho's on that team he's got to have something red in his gear the Braun Strowman even him who's kind of like such a unique different type deal. I mean, it would have been funny if Chris Jericho would have gave would have had a red scoff and then and Braun wanted the red scoff, like, for some reason. Because I thought it was funny on Raw when, when Braun was like, I want that scoff that you're wearing. And Chris like, no, no, this is my scoff. No, no, I want that scoff. So it's like, it's funny because, like, he's this giant mean man. Chris is like, okay, I got to give this big bastard my scoff. And then he ripped it. I don't like that he ripped it. I thought it would have been funnier, and it doesn't hurt Braun if he would have kept the scarf, like for some crazy reason, he likes the scarf, you know, but he doesn't talk about it, just he uses a scarf. He don't wear it, he just carries it to the ring. That would have been funny to me, my opinion. So if, if it would have been a red scarf, and then maybe he would have like tied it on his leg or something like that, something different, just so that he has some kind of red on. I, I They'll probably have Braun just dressed the way Braun dresses with, you know, the, the uh, Lumberjack Jones uh, type of, uh, you know, uh, Pants and stuff like that. Timber! You know, with, with, with the singlet underneath it. Who knows? Um, but I do think the colors are important. You know, we're having, and like Team SmackDown, you got to have the guys wearing AJ should wear real. You know, I'm sure he will. He always changes his gear like blue and black or something like that or all blue. And all these guys, Bray Wyatt, I, he's another guy like Braun Strowman. You got to, you know. But the other guys, I think Shane McMahon actually, somewhere I saw a thing online this week of what Shane is going to wear. It looks like some kind of a baseball jersey with the SmackDown logo. It's like a white jersey with the blue SmackDown logo on it or something. I'm just going on memory. Something like that. So, uh,
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, it was turn your mic it, on, sir. Yeah, it is. It Thanks. was in the WWE shop, and uh, they were selling it. It's a baseball jersey. You're Thanks right.
1: Thanks for sharing. So, uh, yeah, so that's the deal on that. Uh, we gotta, yeah, hey, uh, who we got here? We got Irving from Los Angeles. You're on the Taz Show.
4: Hey, Taz. How you doing? Good, big guy. What's up? Uh, not much. First time, long time.
1: Oh, my God. You have to. Fucked the... up! What? What's going on, buddy?
4: Um, I just wanted to call you to put you over, Taz.
1: Oh, I love you. Go ahead, do oh.
4: it. Yeah, you, you're going to love me. You might even get a tear.
1: Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go for it, buddy.
4: Um, you know, uh, since March, you know, my family was going through a lot of stuff, and it just ended. Um,. In uh, end of September. And I gotta tell you, it's the Taz show that kept me going to keep my spirits up. Thank you, Taz.
1: Uh, listen, I, 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 I appreciate that very much. I don't know what you're referring to and it's it's your business, but you know uh, you know, I, I hope everything's okay and and I appreciate you saying that, man. And uh, just just try to have fun out here, give some inside, talk about wrestling, do my thing, you know. And I just appreciate all you guys listening. And if I could help someone, hey, that's cool, man. I, I That means a lot to me.
4: Yeah, I, I know. And, I mean, you were just so genuine. Just like uh, a few weeks ago when you had that caller, um, you know, the husband of the girl Gina. Yeah. I mean, you truly show how much you care about your audience. So, thank well, you.
1: Well, no, thank you. Look, I'm tough sometimes on here, you know, Um, but it's passion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not – yeah. and, and I and I remember that caller, and it was – you know, I, I didn't know that the guy was gonna go on here and speak about, about her and, and his situation or your situation. You know, I, I look, I you know, I don't know what to say. I, I I really do appreciate it. And um and I that means a lot to me, you say I'm genuine. That thank you. I, I appreciate you. that, bro. Thanks, man.
4: And then second, I just had some uh uh raw idea. Yeah, go for it. Uh so you know how you've been talking about the Miz, uh jumping over to yeah. Raw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about if the Miz loses to to uh, Sami Zayn at Survivor Series, right? And then he goes to Raw and challenges Sami Zayn for the title, and loser goes to
1: SmackDown. I think they could do that. So that's a, in my opinion, that's a little convoluted. You know what I mean? It's a little like a lot. It's a lot going on there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So they try to keep these things a little simple. I think. I, I gotta tell you, Irving. I. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm going to do a prediction prediction show for Survivor Series tomorrow. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, but not so good. I'm thinking that the more I'm thinking about this, Sami Zayn is not going to win this IC title. I don't know what they're going to do, but I I, I don't think I just the more I'm thinking, I don't think Sami Zayn's going to win. I don't. Um, I think I think Miss is going to keep that title. Now I'm not saying Miss is going to say on SmackDown. I do have to wrap myself around this today when I do my show prep. For tomorrow and think about these predictions before I just say them, you know. But right out of the box, I'm going to tell you, dude, I just don't think Sammy is going to win that title anytime soon. Seriously, that's just my opinion.
4: Hey, you know, I, you know more than I do about the business. <laughs> well, I appreciate that.
1: But we all just, you know, we're all, at the end of the day, we're all fans and, 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 and stuff like that. We all have opinions, but, you know, uh, but that's nice of you to say, Irving. And listen, thank you for calling the show and hope everything works out okay for you and your family and your home life and everything in your private life. So. Uh, and I mean that uh, sincerely. So, uh, And again, if anybody wants to call the show, you can do that, 866-475-2948. Uh, I told you I was going to talk a lot about NXT, and I haven't really gotten into any of it. How about that? Uh, and I will. Uh, we're going to break here in a second or two. And, um, you know, I I, I, I want to talk a little bit about Bill Goldberg. And I and I, I teased earlier, not teased, I mentioned that he did an interview, I noticed, uh, uh, last time, checked some stuff out with NBC Sports. And in the interview, uh, basically Goldberg you know, said that he was he had hurt his shoulder in the angle. I guess with um, Brock, you know, uh, on Raw, the thing they did with the security and all the stuff, and when he was hitting guys and everything. <clears throat> so some might think, well, wait a minute, how the heck can Goldberg get hurt doing that little bit of stuff he did? That little bit of physicality. Now he's going to go in there against a guy like Brock. How is he going to deal with that and all that stuff? Um, look, I I understand that, but I'm going to tell you what, right? When you have this, like, long layoff like Goldberg's had, you know, and he's training, the guy looks great, he's in great shape. You can see he put a lot of work into his gym time and his dieting and his cardio. That's obvious, okay, because as we get older, it's tougher to cut weight and burn weight and burn fat and burn calories. So, you know, he looks phenomenal. He obviously put a ton of work in. But when you're in the middle of an angle... And you're on Raw, on live TV, you know, it's a big deal. Your adrenaline's flowing. And you only know to go full speed. Because that's what a guy like Goldberg and guys, I'm from the same generation. Like all generation, or even this generation, or generation between, you're a high-level professional wrestler that's successful. <clears throat> you go full speed when you do things. So, Goldberg probably was going full speed. And his body was not ready to go full speed. So he's not, he, you know, he, that's called ring rust. And that, that's normal. Now, I think he'll be fine in the match against um, Brock. I think he's going to feel it. I think it'll take him probably a minute or two to get his body rolling uh, in the ring with a guy like Brock. Uh, there, there is true to ring rust. Uh, I don't know what Goldberg's doing besides lifting and dieting and, 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 and cardio. I don't know if he's wrestling or not. He should be in a ring, I would assume, bumping and working on bumping. He's a smart guy, and he's always been a a dedicated pro. So I'm sure he's been doing that, training at some school somewhere, just getting the rust off of him and taking bumps and moving around. Because you can get hurt very easily. The littlest thing, when when you're getting older and you're just not in the business, no matter if you're tough or not, no matter if you're muscular or not, you still can get injured and get banged up. And and just from the littlest stupidest thing, because you're not used to being in the ring anymore, and things change. Your body changes, and your body, you know, is a little bit more brittle than you know. I'm not saying Goldberg's going to get hurt. God forbid. I want him to be healthy. I you know I hope everything. I hope everybody's healthy in these matches, no matter where they work. But I'm just saying that's the only thing. That that's a little bit of ring Ross. I got a feeling Goldberg's going to be just fine come Sunday. But I just wanted to talk about that real quick because he did this interview with NBC Sports and <clears throat> said that he tweaked his shoulder a little bit. So you know. Uh, that I understand that. I do. I get that. Hence why I stay out of the ring. <laughs> and my days are done. All right, I'm going to go to break. I'll just have a break. We we're going to talk about NXT TV last night. We'll talk about NXT, uh big show they had in New York City right here last night. And we'll talk about that they got Takeover coming up on Saturday. Taz Show. Be right back.
5: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: All right, guys, we're back here on the Taz Show. We're going to talk some NXT here in a second or two. And uh, uh, I'm going to tell you, man, I uh, really feel fulfilled. Very fulfilled because someone, a company that has partnered up with the Taz Show is awesome. And it's called HelloFresh. Hello Fresh Currently offering customers a classic box or veggie box and we'll be launching a family box soon. But what is Hello Fresh? What are you talking about, Taz? Well, I'll tell you what it is. Hello Fresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. It's crazy. They sent a box to my house. This is about a week and a half ago. Okay, and it's dry ice gimmick in there, so all the stuff stays cold, and everything's like in a kit. So they have a recipe, which are simple things to cook, the fresh meat, so let's say it's a chicken dish, and whatever vegetables and seasoning that needs to go in that particular chicken dish, it's labeled, it's real simple. You figure it out, and then, and then if they had a, a, a beef dish. It's all broken down for you. In all these delicious recipes, step-by-step instructions, which are simple, and take around 30 minutes for, for, for everyone, to a novice, to a seasoned uh, home cooks, and short time to cook. I'm not a, that good of a cook at all. I whipped this thing up in no time it took me less than 30 minutes it was delicious okay and the, the freshness of the vegetables that come in the box and the meat and everything it is awesome it just takes the thinking out of what are we gonna have for dinner tonight honey should it be a healthy dish or not listen hello fresh has got you covered okay with the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food wasted and all the deliveries just like that happened in my house all deliveries to your doorstep In a special insulated box for free. Yes. Special offer time for listeners and viewers of my show and UK fans. In the UK, HelloFresh, they're down in the UK also. Or out there, whatever you call it. For $35 off, man, $35 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com. Enter TAZ, that's Taz. HelloFresh, like hello, hi, HelloFresh. Dot com. Enter TAZ when you subscribe $35 off your first week of deliveries Give this a shot, guys Support the sponsors of the show Because I give you free content every day 10 hours a week, kids The least you could do Is get yourself a chicken recipe Pay for it from HelloFresh Do something nice for change Stop being about yourself, people Support when you get your free lunch, now it's like <laughs> your free lunch isn't free. <laughs> Just thought of that. <sighs> anyway, so uh, that's the deal. So, look, NXT. So, uh, I got a chance to watch the NXT TV show last night, but NXT was also in uh, New York City last night. So, they had their TV show, which obviously was taped, and then they had, uh, uh but, but in in conjunction with that, at the same time, they were... You know, right across from the garden there. It used to be the Paramount. Right. right. It's not MSG. It's uh, people calling it, man. It's not really Madison Square Garden, right? It's the
2: theater at Madison Square Garden. I remember
1: years ago, it was the Paramount. Sure, yeah. You got to talk up, son. You They can't, had you the can't. NBA
2: draft there for a bunch of years.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And well, the NFL draft, too. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I went to an NFL draft. I talked about this before, but it wasn't there. I don't remember where it was. When Cap was here, I remember I mentioned it. Where the hell was it? In, uh, in, in New York City? Yeah, it was. I was in high school. I was a senior high school. We all uh, went. Bruce Smith was getting, you can find out where that was. Was that the Hyatt or the Sheridan, one uh, of the hotels here? Utilize the GTS, sir. I uh, mean, give you, me an approximate you. year. No. A Bruce Smith. <laughs> defensive oh, uh, Bruce and, Smith, okay. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills. He was the number one pick, so whatever. Yeah. That, that year, I don't remember yeah. year. Probably was 85. 85, bingo. Wow. Yeah, there you go. You're a smart guy. Yeah, while well, I was graduating high school. Where was it? Oh, no, you're fine now. All right, so anyway, uh, over there at, at uh, near the garden, across the street. It used to be the Paramount, but now it's called the Thijita. It was at the Omni
2: Park Central Hotel. Yes, yes, yes. There
1: we go. All right.
2: There you go.
1: <sighs> People can file out under who gives a rat's ass. That's about right. All right, so uh, they did the thing yesterday at the end. Of the- I didn't go to the show <laughs> last night. I did not go last night, but um, a video with Triple H Welcome to Fans was shown. Uh, to the house there, apparently. And you know who was ringside was Shane McMahon. Yes, Shane O'Mac was ringside with his sons. And yes, you're wondering where Pete Gas went? Well, guess what? He was with Shane O'Mac last night at the NXT show. So yeah, Pete Gas from the Mean Street Posse. You know, you really can't say Posse anymore because in the basketball world, you heard about that, right?
2: Yes, with Phil Jackson, Yeah, right? and
1: it's like a whole big thing because he said about LeBron James. I like, come on. <laughs> Posse is like an old-school word, man. I mean, its I don't understand the problem with that, but no, let me stop. So anyway, so Shane McMahon was there, or ringside, with his sons and peak ass from the Mean Street Posse. And, um, you know, I think that's cool that Shane was there. I think Shane lives somewhere here in New York City. So uh, I'm not surprised he was there supporting the guys and girls of NXT and the brand and his, his brother-in-law and stuff like that. So, uh, no way Jose apparently kicked the thing off, it seems like. Well, he was in the match, I should say. I don't know if he kicked it off. Against Roddy Strong, he defeated Roddy Strong. I don't necessarily think that should have happened, just my opinion. I didn't watch the match. I'm a big Roddy Strong fan. Um, I think they need to do a better job building. I know it's a house show, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they'll have clips of it, a B-roll of it, I would think, on when you watch NXT from Toronto take over this Saturday. I bet you'll see, they'll do a video package of, you know, NXT invaded New York City, that type of thing. I just hope they don't show Roddy getting pinned by no way, Jose. Keep Roddy strong, pun intended. So apparently it was a good opener, a red hot opener. And then um, Jose was dancing with Shane at ringside after the match. I could pitch that. That was probably funny. Shane loves to dance. All the McMahons actually love to dance. Vince, Stephanie, all big dancers. Always oh, running around cutting a rug. Ooh, 1915 term there. Bringing so many people back. Anybody that's over 100 years old listening or watching the Taz show right now, you get it. Yeah, I
2: don't but, give a uh, damn!
1: Come on. Anyway. <laughs> I'll take the heat on that. <laughs> so. <laughs> so then we have Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce defeated uh, Liv Morgan and Daria. Now, we saw on TV uh, this angle was cooking up. Daria, I'm saying her name right? Daria. Daria was not involved. It was Aaliyah involved. Mm-hmm. A lot of girl names with A at the end. I don't know what's going on there, but so anyway, Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce have been really cooked up as hot female heels, uh, you know, and they de- and they defeated uh, in this match here, Liv Morgan and and Daria. I'm, I'm not surprised there. I think they they really are trying to cook up Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I mean on TV, and I'll get to the TV stuff in a minute. They, I think they're doing a good job with, with this. This girl Liv Morgan, she's really starting off from the bottom, working her way up on TV. But yes, last night you got to see some attitude on her on the TV show. I mean, I'm still on TV. I keep saying TV. It's WWE Network. I apologize. Uh, then we saw Only Loken. Okay, that's what's his name. That's not his. The name he's always worked as uh,
2: Biff, uh, Biff
1: uh, Busick. Busek. Yes, yeah, that's right. Thank you. He defeated Elias Sampson. Now, I, I, I when I saw these results and I read that. I find that very interesting, you know. Um, I, I and I heard uh, from what I'm hearing about that sh- at that show last night. And if anybody was at the show and you want to call the show, I know I have a lot of tri-state area people that are wrestling fans that listen to watch this show. Call the show here, and if you were at the NXT gimmick last night, I'd love to hear from you. Eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. And if you don't want to call, don't. And if you weren't there, I don't care. How about that? But uh, I, you know, I, I am usually I don't care what you people think ever. It's all about me. Well, in this situation, I do care what you think. Stop. So, kinda. But um, I was a little surprised when I read this because Elias Sampson made his return to NXT uh, on 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 WWE Network last night, and it was a little. The beginning was a little tough to watch, and with the guitar, and it was not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looked great. Uh, his body and his his work's not that bad uh but but you know Ony Loken defeating him I'm a little surprised because they're pushing Elias Samson well they were at least when they taped the gimmick that was on WWE Network um unless unless uh, you know I'm just surprised I thought I thought when I read these results that 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 Elias Samson would have been the victor and Orny Loken would have uh, lost to him but no so maybe uh, they go in a different direction with Elias Sampson. Maybe maybe they still think he needs to connect to the audience better and grow. And um, I, I I don't think it's any of his ability. I don't think he's that bad in the ring. He still needs to, you know, get better. But he's pretty good, and his, his physique is great. Um, I mean, he's got the, the long black hair with the beard. It's the Roman Reigns look, the Seth Rollins look. I mean, you know. Uh, that that that's kind of like the new look that a lot of young guys have I and mean, in my day it was everybody had bleached hair blonde long hair or you know uh that that was looked at and everybody wanted to get the bald uh, head and the mo and uh, the goatee like Steve Austin so like that, that that was the deal you know so so i guess there's different phases but i yeah i would kind of change his, his look a little bit it, he looks good but he you know his face with all the facial hair and the hair on his head it looks like Seth Rollins and, and Roman Reigns the the look the, the, the from a distance you know so anyway, we'll see where they go with Elias Sampson. Uh, but uh, TM61 uh, defeated uh, uh, Wolf and uh, Sawyer Fulton. Um, and Sanley beat down. Then they beat down TM61 after the match, which is good. It's okay that Wolf and Fulton lost. But you know what? You have them get their heat back right in New York. I can pitch the people reacting the right way with Sanley doing that. And after the, match, uh, after the match, the heat happened. Then Ty Dillinger uh, made the save, uh, leading to a match with <clears throat> Ty Dillinger defeating Eric Young. So I don't recall Eric Young being wrestling yet on NXT. I'll just call it TV for lack of better terms. Uh, NXT TV as ever, yet, I should say. Well, I shouldn't say ever when he first came in. But with the Sandy gimmick, I don't think it, I've seen him work. I don't think I have, anyway. But <sighs> Ty Dillinger needs to win. It doesn't hurt Eric. This is not, uh, you know, This I don't think they're going to show that on uh, that he lost the leader of Saturday, who they're just starting to build up but you have to have ty dillinger win the match because he's got to get ready for bobby rude uh this saturday and you got to keep the shine on ty dillinger for this big match with bobby Roode at nxt takeover in toronto which i think these guys are going to just have a phenomenal match come saturday and uh so you got to keep todd dillinger and get him over and they did that against eric you know in in new york city last night so bobby Roode. Uh, apparently he had like this amazing match. He won the match, Bobby, and and he should have uh, against Cedric Alexander, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, these two guys just the chemistry with them had to be had to be amazing. And uh, apparently it was the match of the night, and and uh, the, the the glorious Bobby Roode was the big victor, and it was apparently uh, glorious all over the building. And then at the end of the thing, uh, Cedric Alexander apparently received a standing ovation and. Was getting mad respect, which is great uh, for F- Cedric. I've always been a fan of Cedric. You know, the first time I got to see him work was uh, his time in Ring of Honor, and I'm a big fan of the guy. I, I think I think he's underratedly good, and and you know I think he's probably got to work on his promo skills a little bit, but but I do think his work rate is really really powerful. So I could see uh, him and Rude having a great match. I wish I would have saw it, but I, I didn't. Then we saw. Uh, we didn't see, but we heard, we read, we hear. NXT Women's Champion Oscar retained over Ember Moon uh, and Nikki Cross in a triple threat match. You know, um, I assume maybe we could find out who Ember pinned. I'll bet you dollars donuts it was Nikki Cross, or submitted. You know, um, so um, uh, look, I think Ember Moon is a girl that they have big plans for, and I'm uh, that's why I'm thinking that Nikki Cross got beat. Unless they're trying to just check the ego, or not that she has ego. I shouldn't have said it like that. Maybe they're trying to. I don't know Amber Moon at all. I've never heard anything about her. I, I know, I know who she is. I like her as a worker, but maybe they want to see if she has an ego. So they sometimes they test you, and they have you, they beat you on the road, and they have you lose matches to see how you act about it. So I talked yesterday about my time on Tuesday at SmackDown uh, this past week, and 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 how you know. Would, nobody had boo-boo faces on if they were going to lose. Nobody was pissy face Jones, you know, and, and that's different. Like, my generation, like, if a guy was losing, it was like he was ready to punch holes in the wall. I've been there. I've done it. I've had that immaturity, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, so I understand it. Um, but, yeah, it's a different time. Uh, Nikki Cross is the one. Yep, she lost. Pin. You can say it, talk. Yep, yep. Yep, yeah. Uh, ask you.
2: a pin Nikki Cross.
1: Thank you, sir. Okay, so just as I figured, and that's the right way to do it. Because she want to keep Ember, because she's young, keep her as strong as possible. I, I, just, I could see something going. This is a great opportunity in front of a probably an awesome crowd in New York, a smart wrestling crowd. So let's see how they react to Ember Moon, and let's see how Ember Moon reacts in a match against the champ, and let's see how the people just react to their chemistry. So it's an awesome testing ground to see if Triple H and company want to go with Ember Moon versus Asuka after Asuka does her deal with uh, Mickey James on uh, Saturday in Toronto. So, should be interesting. Okay, so then in, uh, we saw, well, we didn't see, I don't have to say that. NXT champion Nakamura, Suzuki Nakamura in a, a six-man. His partners were Gargano and Champa. They defeated Samoa Joe and the NXT tag champs, The Revival okay uh you know and then uh uh, look i i think this is just it's it's good star power in the ring i i didn't see this obviously like i said i'm sure it was great it doesn't hurt that you know i'm sure joe wasn't the guy who got beat i'm sure it was one of the revival guys who got beat um you want to keep joe strong going into toronto what's up Got something say well you're sitting there with a smiling face on i don't know what no usually people that sit in that producer chair uh don't smile about anything. Will you stop? That's usually what happens. Oh. I'm just saying. I, I don't know why you're smiling. I'm what, what? always smiling. That's the problem. When people smile and smirk all the time and they got that s and grin on their face all the time, I rapidly feel that's a problem. Because you're, when people smile like that all the time, that means they're up to something. It's tough to trust them. You could smirk all you want. That's the truth. Mm. I don't care if your lips fall off, dude. I'm just telling you. No, I, yeah. I, I understand. No, you don't. I, I'm just saying that when people smirk and smirk, how, how can you trust someone that's always like this?
0: How? Yeah. How? How? Slamming bods and beyond. How can you do that?
2: You can't trust that. I guess not. No, but you're, you're grinning. There's no reason it's I'm like sorry. I, I'm happy to be here and smiling ear to ear. Why you. are you happy to be here? Why?
1: One more word, not hanging up on you.
2: Why would you be happy to be here? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, son. Oh uh, yeah. You guys over at CBS Sports Radio, all the big shots, all the big shows, and at FAN, ah, oh, that Taz, he just does the internet show. Oh, yeah. uh, wait till you roll in there Sunday night. <laughs> I roll in there like a freight chain, brother. You know that. Red carpet treatment. Red carpet Jones. Red carpet Jones. There it is. They take care of me over there. Absolutely. You know why? Because they only have to deal with me once in a while. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Absolutely makes the heart grow fonder. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So the boss like, ah, you know, Taz, yeah, let's take care of Taz. Yeah, I know, yeah. Thank God we won't see him for a couple of months. It's great. Yeah, one time Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> right. If I was there every day, oh God. They'd they'd fire me quick. They they well, oh, they would hate me. <laughs> Everybody hates me. They
2: put you in your own little room there and they would, right in, in a- the corner?
1: <laughs> You got how many studios are in that place? It's like a, a zillion. A st- lot. There's a yeah. lot of studios. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we only
2: deal with he- basically a quarter of that floor. The rest of it is you yeah. know, new stations yeah. and, and talk stations and things like that.
1: I need the biggest station. Is it Francesca's station? What are you nuts? Or is it uh, a studio? I should say. Or is it Boomer and Cartons that has the biggest one?
2: Uh, I would say Francesca's studio is a little bigger than Boomer and Cartons, but we're going to use the CBS Sports Radio studio for the Taz special Sunday night. You're, you're going to be at the special? Uh, yes, I will. Oh, I didn't know that. But Handsome Johnny uh, may be a late scratch.
1: Uh-oh. I don't know. Johnny's at all the specials. He needs to be there. What do you mean Johnny's going to be a late? What does that mean? What are you talking about? Slammin' what? bods and what? beyond. Why?
2: Well, I'll let him uh, uh, tell you, but I think he's... Uh, Did he just tell you this in your headset? No, but I think he's going away. He'll be back. Uh, Why are you sharing his information then? <laughs> I'll let him tell the rest of the details. If he wants. No, hold on. Listen. No, 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 no. If I want. if if he wants? If you want. Would he just invite people on my show? No. He's a busy guy. He is. How do you do that? How do you invite people on someone else's show? I shouldn't have done that. And I should stop grinning.
1: Yeah. You should stop a lot of things awkward moment here yeah very i love awkward moments in radio and i love you no i love you more but i tell you i love awkward moments in radio i love awkward moments in in, in like you know like this type stuff because people they do one of two things they either just gravitate to it it's riveting to them right or they just shut it off <laughs> let's, that's let's, let's hope it's number they, one i know they just they just go away that's, that could be it yeah no, who knows so anyway, um, let's say so that that's the deal with the NXT in New York City yesterday. I wish uh, I wish I could have had an opportunity to get to that show. I was busy though, but then I ended up watching the NXT on the on the uh, network. I'm pissed off. I didn't get a I didn't get a chance to watch uh, what do you call it, Lucha Underground, and I wanted to. You saw it, yeah? yeah. It was really good. It's always good. I don't remember any of them that haven't been good. Seriously, I, they're, they're always good. It's no lie, man. They are always good. It's just, it's just something. just It's just they're always good. Yeah. Uh, it, they're in a groove of writing, and they, they tape their stuff, Lucha Underground, so ahead of schedule, which is hard, man, with your story arc and for the announcers, it's really hard. Uh, for the talent I mean a lot of times The wrestler's just going to wrestle But they still got to know who ang- What angles they're in They got to make sure Continuity and consistency With their clothing Or stuff they're saying On promos or pre-tapes I remember uh, We did a lot of that In TNA when I was there And it was You, you got to follow The bouncing ball And I used to lean On Samoa Joe He was like a genius with that He was great at it I Like when I was managing To shoot my initial time In TNA I'm like Joe What, what week is it God we're doing this with it. He was great Like his brain Was like a computer Like He was so used to t- Doing TV like that I wasn't now lucha underground they're in that same world you know like i I, that gets a little nuts and then i got used to it with with tna for after a while but the way lucha does it it really is like they're way ahead of their schedule and i it's just you got to make sure you're crossing your t's and dotting your eyes it's hard as a character and being consistent like uh it wasn't like i mean i worked when i wrestled i did a lot of you know work for companies where we'd shoot like three four weeks of tv in a row absolutely we did that but difference was it wasn't all this in-depth storytelling and this big penetration of tvs or you know uh wrestling on the internet you know meaning uh meaning platforms to watch wrestling or stuff like that it was it was a totally different you know time so for me uh i if when i was wrestling like i was so much like in the zone like there's no way i could have mentally handled that there's like a some kind of an issue by the way we got people calling the show but there's something with our calling system where i'm having a problem reading who's on which line and i don't know what's going on here uh so if, uh, if i don't know what the deal is something not right Hold on, give me a second, folks. All right, uh, this uh, hold on, we're doing this. Uh, maybe not. Uh, I I don't know. You have a problem on your end? No. 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 Great. Awesome. Uh, so anyway, we do have people calling. The show, I'll get to you guys in a second. But, uh, like I said, I wish I would have had an opportunity to get to the NXT show last night. I couldn't, and I think it shows, uh, you know, how much that NXT that the pacing of. The success and what Triple H is doing is very smart. He, he it's He's taking his time. Oh, now I'm up and working. He's taking his time with everything, uh, meaning the build. And, and I think Vince is leading the pack on that, telling Triple H, let's go this level, that level, this level, instead of rushing into things to get things over or push someone super hard, let's squeeze it. Like I had the idea they should have, and you know, you guys I think you know where I'm going, Where on that third hour of RAW. Let's give it to NXT. That's my battle cry, right? <laughs> I Actually, when I talked to Vince, I should have told him that. Probably would have thrown something at me, but um, uh, I, you know, I I um. Now looking at it, I'm like, you know what? I guess it's good they're going slow to, with it. They, I mean, they're going into like. Look, we know the big success they had with NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Uh, NXT TakeOver in Toronto's tomorrow Saturday night is probably going to be huge. Last night, right over there by the Garden, right down a block here in the city, in New York City. So, you know, it, it's a, they're doing it right. Can't complain. NXT seems like a great place to be if you're a wrestler right now, a young wrestler or an announcer. Hey, uh, Evan on Long Island, you're on the Taz Show, buddy.
6: What up, Taz? What's going on, man? I'm sorry going to Yambag City with you. First time, long time.
1: Oh! Oh, jeez. What's up, buddy?
6: What's up? Yes, I was at the NXT show last night. Oh,
1: indeed. Tell me about it.
6: It was a lot of fun, actually. You know, it was my first time going to NXT. You know, I usually go to Evolve shows every month or, you know, right. down in Queens. And, you know, I thought that Cedric and, and Bobby tore the house down.
1: I heard uh, it was uh, the people reacted insane. You guys went nuts there. Now, it was a good house, right? A lot of people?
6: I thought it was a lot of people. I mean, my... My problem was though before getting into the building, I was swamped with uh, with the Nick fans, and I don't know whose idea that was to uh, have at the same night
1: oh because across the street the guard the Knicks are playing yeah 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 yeah
6: yeah I mean it's all it's all in the same building we all go in and then uh, one, one uh you know the Nick fans go in one direction and then uh, us wrestling fans go upstairs, you know so oh. Uh. But it
1: was a lot of fun. I mean, to me, I thought thought that was the Paramount, right? It's not a street. No, no. It's all in the
2: same building. You take an escalator up to the
6: Uh,
1: Paramount. Exactly, yeah. As you're walking up from
2: Penn Station, you take an escalator up. See, I don't
1: think I've ever been there. Obviously, the Garden I've been there, but I used to go back to a Jones, to the Garden. You know, Mm -hmm, I didn't go through where where general population went. No no disrespect to you, Evan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what happened? Were the Knicks fans throwing stuff at you, like making fun of you guys? What were they doing?
6: I mean, there, there, there were a couple of them. I'm like, "Oh, Nakamura, what's going on?" And they were like, oh, "It's a wrestling show going on upstairs," and they had no idea. But mm. hey, you know what? It's it was cool, though. I whatever. mean, so yeah, look,
1: I, 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 look. It's, so it was, it, but it wasn't packed. You saying?
6: No, I thought it was. Actually, I thought it was uh, full house. You know, I, I mean, maybe that's there good. were a few empty empty seats, but it was it was pretty crowded actually. Well,
1: especially on a weeknight. You know, that's good. I'm assuming it wasn't a lot of the younger kids. It was mostly guys. You know, older guys, right?
6: A lot of older guys, I would say, like you said, a smart crowd, you know, yeah, different yeah. from a raw crowd, I would say, and yeah. uh, the one thing I, I could tell you is that in that opener, uh, which I thought was an underrated match between Roddy Strong and No Way Jose, yeah. this this guy Jose is actually, I mean, the, good. the size of this guy is, is I mean, it's unbelievable. And he's the guy a big can dude, right? Dude,
1: he's a big guy, right? He's tall. Like, I know he's a very big dude. I never he's met a, him.
6: He's, he's huge, and yeah, working yeah. with a guy with, with like Roderick Strong, it makes, I mean... I uh, bring him up on the raw roster. I would say, dude, if you
1: could keep up with Roddy Strong, you're doing something impressive. You know, because that's no joke. You know, uh, did people get pissed when Roddy lost? Were they booing a little bit?
6: Um, not not as much. I mean, there wasn't a strong like I wouldn't say it was, it was a strong, uh, a, no pun intended, Roderick Strong con- contingent. So yeah, uh, no, there were a lot of uh, Jose fans. I mean, there All were right. he was pretty over. I, you know, that's good. Uh,
1: that's good for him then. Good, good, good. That's cool, man. Know, Listen, Absolutely. brother. Look, I appreciate. I gotta go to break, but I appreciate you calling, bro, and giving a give us a little, uh, you know, a reaction to what you experienced as a fan. That was cool, man.
6: Thanks, tags. I hope I call again.
1: Yeah, buddy, do that, Evan. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Later. See you, bud. Well, you guys, It was nice to got to call in. We got a people calling in too. So uh, I gotta go to break right now, and then uh, other side of break, I'll talk about the NXT. Uh, you know WWE uh, Network show or TV show and give my reaction to that and you guys can keep calling the show if you want and uh, that's it. Taz Show be right back.
5: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it
1: Alright, well I was just watching uh, the Edition Taz Show right here one hour down, one hour to go I was just watching something that was Walking back from the getting a cup of coffee, saw some highlights from the little basketball NBA stuff there. We talked about this in segment one, but the uh, Toronto Raptors—they lost. Get a chance to check that out to the Golden State Warriors yesterday in Toronto, and the Drake—you know, the world-famous hip-hop guy, very wealthy and successful. The Drake. You know, I, I, I've talked about this in the past. So he's always kinda like talking smack. While he sits in the front row of these games. It's not even like the front row. It's like he's like on the court, you know, like he's like he's famous and he's wealthy and whatever. I don't know if he owns the team or the story. Is. But he sits there and he cuts promos and berries. Like the opposing players. So he, he kinda got it was yapping to Kevin Durant. What was the squad? You get a chance, find out the squad. Um, and you see, he, he happened like Kevin Durant. Like, and he ended up inspiring Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant dropped a bunch of points. What, what was 127 to 121. Okay. Is there this, this so points that Durant got? Because he dropped a bunch, man, right after this happened with, with Drake. With, and I'm thinking, you know, on me, I think it was a work. I'm thinking these guys are always working. Curry had 35. Uh, yeah. And Durant. Yeah, he, he was just, he got a little pissed. Yeah, Durant had 30. Wow, so geez. Yo, hey, Mr. Drake, uh, Mr. Drake, uh, you should sit there and shut your mouth. And let the guys that are doing it, like the real players, do it. A lot of the players don't like him, because he acts like a badass. Just because he's a rich hip-hop guy. A lot of the hip-hop guys don't like him. Expo man Meek Bill from Philly. All oh, I know about the hip-hop, Meek Bill, oh yeah. that stuff, Meek Mill and the Drake. I thought that was a a lot of the the hip hop, those hip hop duels and fights. I think a lot of it is work. Used to be back there to sell records now to to get downloads or whatever. But I think that's legit heat with Meek Mill and and the Drake. It might be dead heat now. But I know this one the Drake should sit there and not say, you know, people don't like the Drake in the hip hop community. Cause he acts like you know he's from the hood and he grew up hard. Like a lot of hip hop guys grew up hard, man. They grew up you know poor. You know, I mean, I, I grew up with kids that got, got into the game. Oh, quick fade Jones, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, man. I you know, but Drake, that wasn't his deal. I think he's, I think he, his mom or dad or somebody was an actor or a musician or something. I don't think he grew up poor, the, the guy, to Drake. And he kind of acts like it in his rapping, and that pissed them off. What
2: Johnny told me in my ear, he grew up the son of a doctor.
1: Yeah, I, I knew it was somebody uh,
2: Oh, Drake was a child actor He grew up okay. the son of a doctor There you go He right. well, I
1: thought maybe his mom was an actor or something like that Okay Well, I'm just saying Like the Drake And it's good that you give credit to Johnny Johnny's working And if someone ever feeds you anything on those headsets For the next couple days that you're on the show You should, you know, always give credit Don't ever hack people within the show It's okay to hack outside the show Just don't hack here it's, actually okay. not, it's not good to hack outside the show either. Hack alert! So you got to be careful. It's you, my friend. got to really be careful. So that's it there. I just was watching the, the gimmick, and I'm like, what? And I'm seeing Drake sitting there. I'm like, just shut up, dude. You're watching these guys that are insane athletes on the court doing their thing. Shut your mouth. Root on your team. And don't get in the face of these players. It's just Bush League Jones. I don't like Drake now. I didn't have heat with him. Now I don't like him at all. Mm. I'm sick of him doing this. I now like the Meek Mill. I think most of my audience has no idea what I'm talking about. Handsome Johnny does, though. He knows. Is Handsome Johnny, Johnny, confirm this with, with, uh, with the Viking here, please. I mean, are you surprised that Taz is out here talking about Meek Mill and Drake and that I know about this? I, I need to, Johnny needs to put me over. Is he surprised? He's got to be surprised. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to talk about Uh,
2: Johnny said in my ear. Taz knows his stuff when it comes to hip hop and rap. He said he's not impressed. He's uh, oh nice. uh,
1: He knows. He knows. You know your stuff. He he has Johnny knows. He has confidence in me that I'm a well versed man. I'm a world traveler. Yeah, he knows. That's how I am.
2: Uh, He actually said he always asks you what you're playing in the morning in oh. terms of music before the show.
1: He's actually never asked me that once, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, never. No, he actually has never, ever asked me that. He's now cursing you out. <laughs> but he's never asked me that. He's lying. He's I have, too. <laughs> screamed and just almost took out it's my like, eardrum. It's like, why would he say that? No, that's all good. He's never said that to me. I just locked the door. said, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, you're Sierra in Queens. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Taz? How you doing? Good, buddy. What's going on? Just to comment
4: on what you said about Drake, Drake's a sweetheart, you know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, why, why is he a sweetheart? Whoa. He's, a, he's a pop star, he's soft in the middle.
1: Oh, sweetheart <laughs> like that, all right. <laughs> I thought you were like saying he's a good
4: dude. No, um, no, nah, nah. we say sweetheart, you know, it's like Yeah, I that. know what you're saying, like but bro, why is, why is he
1: doing that? Why is he always punking out the NBA guys? That's not cool. What the hell is that? A,
4: he asked one of the reporters on a date action. Oh, really? I didn't know Yeah, that. yeah. I want to ask you a question on... Um, do you see yourself and Samoa Joe a lot? Like, to uh, me, when I see Samoa Joe, I think, "Yo, this is like Taz 2016."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a compliment, and and Joe's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, I've heard that for a long time. You know, Joe and I joke about it behind the scenes a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I think because of um, Joe's not really a suplex guy, but he's a submission guy. Obviously, I was a submission and suplex guy, so uh, yeah, I think also
6: you most, guys are like true fighters.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think because physique-wise, we never, we didn't have that typical. And I'm, I'm not talking about John Past tense. He's obviously still in his prime, but, you know, didn't have that that typical, uh, you know, sculptured physique. You know, uh, with the narrow hips and the little waist, like a lot of these guys with abs. You know, like more Batista, or Chris Masters. What's that? Like Batista or Chris Masters? Yeah, all guys. Oh, yeah, the guy, great physiques, bodybuilder S type. You know, but. But you know what? It's it's it, and everyone needs to be all different body types. Yes, here, Thank you. So, like for me, I think people might look at that with me and Joe because of submission, all business type stuff, kind of a strong style work rate, and barrel chested, thicker guys. I think is another way too. And and the thing is, like I think that's a, a, an important thing in business. And I know Vince McMahon and I talked about that years ago in, in before a um, SmackDown um, years ago we're having a SmackDown announcement meeting with Vince, me and Michael Cole, and he was, um, you know, we were talking about that and, and about different physiques. And, you know, and I said, I was joking with him. Like, I said something like, oh, well, I think, I think," what, what, and I was I was obviously out of the ring at this point. I was a commentator. And I said, what, what's the deal? I said, Vince, you got to be like a pro bodybuilder to get a push around here. What's the story? You're like laughing. So he cracked up laughing. He goes, no. He goes, no, man. He goes, he goes, I, 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 you know, I want it to become more of body types. He goes, that's what I liked about you, signing you. You had a different body than these other guys. I want different body types. I want some guys that look like you walk, you know, in a bar. You never notice a guy that looks like a guy like you. And you see that now. You'll see like, a, you know, um, a Luke Harper or a Bray Wyatt. Uh, but yet you'll have, a, a, you know, um, you know, a guy who's got a sculpted really good body like a Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Like, So you'll see different types and it's just like i've talked about in the past like when you walk into an ice cream shop you can't just sell, you know, vanilla. You know, you got to sell vanilla, you got to sell chocolate, you got to sell pistachio, you got to sell the rocky road, you got to sell the strawberry, you got to sell the rum raisin. You got you got to have variety. It's the same dealio here. You can't just all look the same. Some guys are tall, some guys are shorter, some guys are muscular, some guys are ripped. It's the same with the girls. We we see that you know we see that look at Nia Jax. look at the success the late great China had, you know just a bigger girl, l- l- you know Karma, Karma, who was who? Awesome Kong. Correct Amundo. and Awesome Kong was just that awesome, awesome workout. She probably still could go, <laughs> you know. For, for, I mean, just a big tough girl. You know, I'm just saying like that stuff is. Um, you need to have that variety. And I think that's what a Samoa Joe brings to the table in this day and age. Look at Nakamura too. Nakamura's not exactly like a bodybuilder type body. He's a leaner, lankier, rangier type of guy. And it works. It works for him and his style. You know, he's a great striker on a shoot. You know what I mean? It's it's all good. It's it's good stuff. You gotta have the variety. You can't have a bunch of guys that are all built the same and stuff like that. And it's just otherwise it, it hurts. Hey, uh-oh, oh boy! Hey, uh, Colin, in the Steel City of Pittsburgh, what's up, big guy? Hey, what's going on, you hear me? Yes, sir, I can hear you a little bit. How you doing, man? I have a question for you. I've been
5: asking. I've been on a couple times, but I'm um, following up with some stuff. Uh-huh.
3: When you just started out wrestling, it was like um, your first good match or
5: promo that caught the eye of uh, a promoter, started to give you like your big push in the industry.
1: Oh boy. Damn, um, that's a good one, bro. <laughs> I, I got I right. to think, think for a minute. I I would say I was doing the Tasmaniac gimmick, so it wasn't a promo. It was my work style, I think my pacing, uh, which it didn't catch the eye. Uh, it caught a little bit of the eye of Mario Savoldi and the Savoldis at IWCCW, which was okay. ICW then, but it was his booker at the time, was a good friend of mine I uh, was no longer with us, uh, the Boston Bad Boy, Tony Rumble who was a big uh, a big help for my career and a guy who believed in me. And um, he was a manager but also a booker for the Savoldi Territory, which was based out of Parsippany, New Jersey. And uh, Tony Rumble uh, believed in me and and the Tasmaniac, and the, not just the character but me as a wrestler and as a worker and my style. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't as big as these other guys, and, and but I would get in there with the bigger guys and just act like they were my size. You know, so like he just right. loved that whole thing and then so he he would be the guy I'd have to say first out of the box uh as Tony Rumble Very nice Taz. very nice. Yes sir, no problem. But I appreciate you calling, dude. And anytime you guys have a good rest of the show, okay? Take care, Colin. Bye-bye. Uh it's hard man, to remember, man. When I talk about that, like that guy Tony Rumble I talked about, you know, some folks don't know who he is, but you know, he was just a and I've talked about Tony before on my show, you know, he was just a, a just a very uh so without him you know i, I did did I, I this i wouldn't have had success because that's how paul Heyman first spotted me you know first got to know me when paul was working for the nwa and and they were asking him some booking ideas and guys that in wcw or whatever it was probably that turnover time where paul was still working for them down there and um and then he spotted me on the savoldi tv and then paul got fired or quit with down south and then he started booking for like two weeks i've told that story before we're for the Savoldis, and and he called me and, he, and and i didn't know paul and like he he you know and he he was trying to get me booked down south and i didn't know that and we never even met he just believed in me and then and then uh and then what's the ecw thing started well the rest is history and that's how it all connected and that that's the business you know that's what happens if that's why I always say when I when I had my finishing school or when I was you know uh, running the house of hardcore at e, for ECW the wrestling school you know years ago I used to say that to the guys that want to be wrestlers and the girls and that were coming up in the business you know you have to I t- I teach my son this as a lacrosse player I taught him since he's young I, I said look I-, I never played lacrosse you don't have to just to know what I'm about to tell you I- I- and I believe this as a wrestler I said you know the young wrestlers and or athletes. You have to wrestle every match like it's your last match, no matter if there are 10 people there or 10,000 people, no matter if there's cameras or not, because you never know who's watching. So you have to always give your best effort and wrestle like it's the last time you're ever gonna wrestle. And I tell my son that as an athlete, when you play, when you practice, since he's young, now I don't have to tell him anymore, he's kinda on cruise control at his age, but you know, when he was younger, Always play and practice. You practice like it's a game. You go 150 miles an hour. If the coach says, We're going half speed, no, you go 100%. You try to hurt your opponent, your teammates. That's the goal. Will you stop? I'm not that bad. People think I'm crazy. No, no, not like that. I mean, you got to give 150%. And you got, no matter if you're playing in a game and nobody's around, you never know. If you're a young kid coming up and there's college coaches recruiting, you're a freshman in high school, you never know if there's a coach there, maybe not in the coaching garb and he's watching the game. You don't know. And next thing you know, like, oh, this guy, number 10, man, this kid's unbelievable. I got you know, that you know, you don't know. So you got to bust your ass as a wrestler too. You never know who's in the crowd. You never know who knows somebody. And I always believed that. I always wrestled that way. And I came up in a business where when I was younger in the Indies before they were called Indies. I had to wrestle that way because I never knew sometimes when my next match was. So I did wrestle him like it was my last because a lot of us back then didn't get strings of bookings and all these dates. And there was no social media and it was not, you know, I don't want to act like, oh, we're walking uphill for 10 miles in the snow. I hate to do that, but it was a little bit tougher to get booked. It was a lot lot less. It was that transition time of where the the territories were going away. They were still there. but They were kind of going away. And, and, and but it was tough because it was very clicky and I was from New York obviously so a lot of the New Yorkers you know we weren't guys like myself or, or Mick Foley you know during that time um, Mick, Mick and Paul Heyman I've said this they were like the first two that broke out from the New York scene you know but it was hard. It was a very, like, uh, basically a, a southern-based group of wrestlers that had most of the success when they were younger and they were working for all these other promotions besides the WWF at the time or, or NWA or AWA, That all the biggest ones at back then. You know, the, these guys from down south or Texas were getting all the dates. You know, and the guys from up north, uh, that, uh, that was the rep. A lot of people don't know that. Like, the guys from up north, the guys from New York and New Jersey, the guys from New England, uh, they all got bad attitudes. All the all the northeast guys got bad attitudes, especially the New York guys. Ah, you don't want to, but that's how it really it was. You ask guys, you know, that came up when I came up. You if you talk to Triple H, he'll tell you that because <laughs> we came up at the same time, and he came up in New England, not you know Boston area, and I came up in New York. But he was the same way. It was tough. It was tough for guys. From the ex Mick, the ex Paul Heyman, you know, Tommy Dreamer was a little bit after uh, a, couple, uh, a couple years after, but Tommy. You know, it was a little bit different with him, and, and then D- Dudley's two were after that a little bit. But I'm saying that early on, man, it was tough because of the rep of the New York guy. For some reason, I don't know why, <laughs> and then it, it broke. And I, I, I always try to give credit to Mick Foley and Paul Heyman. They were two of the guys that broke that. They, they were, they were two of the first guys that. that I remember when Mick went down, and was working for uh, for Memphis, and I, you know, I was still just trying to get booked somewhere, and I'm like. I was so jealous but happy for Mick because I liked Mick. I wasn't, like, jealous like that because I was competitive. I'm like, damn, I wish I could get down there and work down there. And then I saw him at uh, AWA did uh what the heck was it called? A super card, like, a, before pay-per-view was popular or whatever. And it was AWA and Memphis did a a, a joint show. And, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. It was Mick as, like, a, a manager or anything. But he was a wrestler, too. And he took some crazy bump against the wild Samoans uh, or the Samoan SWAT team, whoever it was. I can't remember. So it's coming to me vaguely. And I remember seeing him, and it was like a big deal because he was on this this big show before pay per view was known to be big. And I don't even know if, I can't remember if it was like a pay per view or what it was. It was a special show, and it was a joint show. And I'm like, God, I was so inspired by that, but jealous at the same time of Mick. You know, and he was Cactus Jack back then. So I don't know, I'm, I'm going on. Let me stop. I'm just, people don't care about that stuff, I guess. I don't, maybe they do. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just, I'm reminiscing. Nah, I'm reminiscing. Maybe some people like it. I don't know. It's just bringing back a lot of memories. Uh, I just kind of tailed off into a different, a different gimmick. I'm supposed to be talking about NXT here about the show last night. Um, which I, I, I enjoyed it. was pretty good. Uh, that was a pretty good go home for, for their takeover show. Um, you know, I, I do think that, uh, I, I talked earlier about the Drifter. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the gimmick. I'm not a big fan of the guitar. I'm really not a fan of his singing. Whew, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I missed the very beginning. What the heck was the first? you remember what the first? Uh, yeah, uh, uh,
2: Liv Morgan against Peyton Royce.
1: I, I actually I caught the middle of that. I didn't catch the beginning. That's right. It was the tag match. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, no, it wasn't a tag match.
2: Uh, Billy Kay came out to the ring with Peyton Royce,
1: and then Aaliyah came out,
2: and then Aaliyah came correct. out. Correct the window. thank yes. you. Yes. And then Ember Moon came out and cleared the ring. That
1: is correct. You ever correct me again, I will fire you on the spot. I'm okay. just letting you know that's how this works. That's here. fine. Thank you, sir. No, no, I'm joking, kind of. No, um, I, I did. Let me back up. I, I, I wanted to talk about the Drifter, but I said earlier about Liv Morgan. I like her. She, can't, uh, she She's got energy. She's got a lot. She feels like a young, athletic. Tough Jersey girl. I think it's cool. Um, the thing I want to talk about is the promo I saw that the three babyface girls did. It was Aaliyah. It was backstage after the match. It was Aaliyah. It was Liv Morgan. And it was. Emma Boone. Emma Boone. Thank you. And it felt very heelish. Um, again, maybe that's old school on my part. That's my only critique. I thought, I think I should say that someone like Liv Morgan, who is just so new and we see the way you're booking her and the way she's selling and the way she's getting heat put on her by by Peyton Royce and um, uh, 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 Billy Kay, Kay, thank you Uh, we see that she's the baby face, you know we get it Liv Morgan, we got it, but she and I like that she's got an attitude and she's a Jersey girl I get that she really it was a pretty heavy heel type of baby face promo lottie i just think she's a little it's a little too early for her character not her personally for her character i i don't remember her talking much you know even Aaliyah, like you know i know she's from tough enough and all that but i you know i just think that it it felt very heelish bully they're making fun of calling the other girl like olive oil or something and popeye i'm like I'm thinking, who, who's who's talking about Popeye and Olive? These girls are young girls. How do they know Popeye and Olive? Was it 1925? What is going on? What are we What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't we be talking about the Rugrats? That's new, kind of. Not really. <laughs> Rugrats. Stop. Ah! Rugrats. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what are they talking
2: about? I mean,
1: Popeye. I How old is know. Popeye?
2: Popeye's got to be from what the 40s.
1: Oh my God, these these are, these, are, these 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 young wrestlers. the kids. Popeye. I'm Popeye the Man. I remember that. The spinach Jones. Take the spinach. It was loaded with growth hormone. What the hell? <laughs> that was the Popeye gimmick. He was inspired by the gas, by steroids. Popeye is on steroids. With the uh, Breaking news. The spinach was loaded with liquid growth hormone. It was. Yes. You heard it first here. Popeye is a steroid head. He would eat the spinach and, huh? huh? Muscle juice Jones. <laughs> Popeye would swallow the spinach, and there wasn't a wellness program in the world he would pass. Will you stop? I'm telling you. Unbelievable. His blood pressure had to be through the roof. Only when he eat the spinach. I digress. I just don't know why... They would reference her as olive oil, and it's old. It's a very old cartoon, but I, I, you know, it seems like bully esque type thing, and and they're baby faces.
2: And and Corey Graves early in that match was just trashing, burying New Jersey.
1: I, he does it all the time. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah, no, I did. I, I look, I, I have no problem with anyone burying New Jersey. Yes, I'm just saying. I'm a New Yorker, okay? So I have no problem with anyone. And Corey's my new friend. I just did some business with Corey. I can't can't, not Corey. I love Corey now. He's my new friend. I don't have a lot of friends. I got a new friend. I'm not going to bury the guy. No, I'm teasing. He is my friend, I think. I don't think we're going to have a beer anytime soon, but he's a, a good guy. But, look, him knocking New Jersey, there's nothing wrong with that, sir.
2: Uh, Video Brian in my ear just said, you got a lot of heat in New Jersey. They know. know. I've only been here a short well, time. I know, where, know. I know
1: where Video Brian's from, too. So that's what he's <laughs> – that's his deal. Jersey so, strong. Yeah, he's Jersey strong. So, listen, listen, listen. I, he he does that a lot. I don't know why Corey – he does it a lot with with the Jersey thing. I, I don't know. Maybe he's from there. I don't know what the deal is. I did like – speaking of burials with Corey Grave, I did like that he really buried – the singing of the Drifter. And that, my friends, was well-placed. Uh, yes. Because the Drifter should not sing. He should not attempt to sing. He shouldn't play guitar. I, 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 he shouldn't act uh, like he's Jimi Hendrix. He shouldn't be doing any. It shouldn't be James Taylor. Jim Taylor from the Green Bay Packers. Nothing Taylor. He should not be doing anything. Lawrence Taylor. Nothing. Nothing. No, Taylor made nothing. He should be doing nothing. Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks. He should be doing nothing at all with a guitar or a microphone. If you guys in NXT, Hunter and whoever else, wanted it to be bad, well, by God, you pulled that off. So, um, <laughs> but he's a heel. He shouldn't go out there and sing like Tony Bennett. If we want to go 1940s here, we'll go 50s.
2: Love Tony Bennett.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying he 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 shouldn't be a good singer. He should not be a good guitar player. Okay, he shouldn't. I got it. It's it's different. It's bad heat though. It's not good heat. It's heat that I I I, it's turn off the channel heat. The crowd
2: reaction wasn't great either. Because
1: it's bad. It's just it's bad heat. It's not like we hate you. It's like please now go away. You know, and it's I, I kind of feel for the guy. I don't think that I don't know Elias Sampson. Oh, man, we're really late to break. I don't think he's saying to the office, oh, please let me play guitar. Please, please let me sing. Please, I'm begging you, please, please, please. I'm begging you, please. You can't let this guy do this. You're going to kill him. Don't let him do this too much. What are you turning this guy into? You got to back off of the singing. The guy just came back. Corey buried the singing. And he should have. He should have because it was bad. Real bad. But you know what? I, I think there's an upside to this guy, the drifter. I think there's an upside to him. He looks great. His work's not bad. He's getting much better. And I think they're going to invest in him. So uh, I like it. I, I I think he's a good talent. And I think he's got a good future. I do. On that note, i got to go to break. We'll be at, on uh, Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show on the other side of break. And uh, I'll continue to talk a little bit more here about the NXT. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else I was supposed to talk about, and I didn't, but I do that sometimes. Uh, False Advertisement Jones. We'll be right back.
5: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at Ah. play.it
1: right, fourth quarter city. Taz show, Thursday edition. I'm noticing. Uh, I don't mind asking a question, uh, Viking uh, Rob. I'm um, starting to get the feeling that you would rather be the star of any show as opposed to your producer. I'm starting to think that. No, that's actually not. Oh, I don't believe you. Really? No. You
2: I see saved my I saved my stardom for Springer and the microphone karaoke. Oh, you're the karaoke guy. I love karaoke.
1: You go to like the bars and all. You, you said this know, before yeah. on the show. I won. I won awards. Yeah, everything. Really? Yeah. Not like your awards, I me mean, Oh, oh come on, Get please. It. I You humble me. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know you Well, my... I was on a cruise ship.
2: I told you. Uh, I, I uh, ended up impersonating Garth Brooks on the cruise ship and sang in did front of sing, like three thousand uh, people. Friends in Low Places. I did. You, you, you,
1: you, I love that song. Do you really? Actually. I'm a big fan of that song. I'm not I'm not a huge Goth Brook fan, but I do like that song. I mean, I don't dislike Goth it either. But uh, how many awards have you won? That I think two. No one cares. Let me ask you a question. So when you sing uh, the Goth Brook, you wear a cowboy hat? They
2: gave me a whole get up to wear. I actually have a DVD at home of me in like some sort of country Hold on. get
1: up. Is it a get up or is it a giddy up? <laughs> So you you kind of you don't feel that from a psychological standpoint that a man that I'm not a close call, talk the that a man that is uh, uh you know, doing uh, karaoke and going on to Jerry Springer and he's on cruise ships and he's singing to barbershops and maybe he's going to the grocery stores, he's buying cans of tomato paste and he's singing to them exactly like Tony Bennett. You don't find this to be a problem that you are a, there's a star a mega superstar stuck internally in your body.
2: No, uh, I'm D-list
1: and uh, people like you are D-less. Oh, Ass Kissing Jones. I like it. That's a good way to stay on the show.
2: I'm adding that to the cash yes. <laughs> show. Ass Kissers will not have to put in their mu- uh, nine uh, months notice.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I like that. I um, like that. So... And I'm sure you have some friends in my place. Uh. Uh. So listen, listen, listen. But there's something, there's some people have different items trapped in their body. Sometimes people like, see, I, I don't need to know about that. So, but see these type of comments, these outbursts you're having, these are one liner Jones. This is Henny Youngman for those that are above 80. Take uh, my wife, please. Yes, this is this is Roddy Dangerfield. s this is for wrestling fans. Jerry Lawler one line. Let's use the same joke for twenty years. Okay, so so that's what this is. So you're hitting one liners, but yet your cool would be in B list. I need mean, a guy on this show like the captain was. He was like D personality and E list. Like he, the captain could care less. He didn't want a mic in front of him or a camera in front of him. But that was the beauty of the game. And now that changes at the Today Show. Well, he's at the Today Show, of course, he's on the forefront. We know this. Him and Matt Lauer, they're kicking ass. <laughs> so he, he took Al Roker's spot. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was Billy Bush's spot. You know, he gave well, up Bush. Well that's true. Good point. Actually, I forgot about that. But you there's a there's something trapped inside of you. Not a not a small dog or a gargoyle or a raccoon, but I feel there's a star trapped in you. You're you know, your inner like um, you know, your inter Robert Plant, the great lead frontman singer for you know, Led Zeppelin or 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 an Axel Rose or or maybe a um some other singer. Uh, you know, like a Getty s- Lee from Getty- Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so there's, there's like there's there's a musician or or an entertainer, a superstar inside of you, and I find it hard. To sit here every day lately and look at you sitting there and that you're in a producer role where you're not the forefront. It's not the Viking show. It's, it's not the Big Rob show. Right. It's not Robbie Robbie Show Show, which would be a good title whenever you do a show. <laughs> you should call it Robbie Robbie Show Show. Uh, Dump Dump City Jones. Yeah, so that's what you should call it. There's a star trapped in you, son, and I think that could be part of the problem here.
2: I don't think so. But, again, never correct Taz. No, no,
1: you could... No, please. You obviously are studying the Taz show rules, and I appreciate that. You know, I do. But but the thing is, like, I'm serious. I think that there's a star in you. Dude, not many men would be proud of the fact of disrobing on worldwide TV, kind of, that's just spring is not really worldwide, right? but he kind of is, and then just swing on a pole like a stripper.
2: I've I've had a lot of things happen to me in my Especially life. Especially
1: guys oh. that are over 200 pounds. And brother, you are well over 200 pounds. Oh on yeah, no, no,
2: no. It starts yeah. with a three.
1: Yeah, three.
2: <laughs> so, um... Uh, <laughs> Probably shows a three. Yeah, <laughs> I used to be near four. When I was on Springer, I was near four. Yeah.
1: Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, ich, seis. ni, nee, she four. Ooh, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. domo. That's, that's yeah. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a I think there's a, a star in you, and I think that's okay. So I guess now I gotta let you sing Friends in Little Places. Uh, you can. That's fine. On the spot, Jones. Um, Absolutely. Uh, maybe you could find. I have to take a call or two. I have people on Facebook Live. Maybe you could find some kind of music that you want to play behind you. Uh, I don't mind if you leave the studio to do that. Or if you want to go down the block. Uh, or maybe if you want to go into Queens or Brooklyn and come back tomorrow. Okay. You could do that. No, but uh, if you want to find some kind of music uh, for yourself, you could do that. And in the meantime, I have a show to do, sir. It's okay. not about you. Yep. Uh, but I do like that song. Oh, we'll get to it uh, whenever you're ready. Let's see. I'm learning. Mm-mm-mm. I'm impressed with that one. Uh oh, oh boy. Hey, uh, we got it. Uh oh, oh boy. Oh geez, I feel bad. This guy's been on hold. I didn't hang up with him. Ah, uh, Johnny, I need your help. We got a problem with the phone. Oh boy, hang on, folks. Oh jeez. Johnny, where are you? Johnny, where are you? Oh, here comes handsome Johnny, ladies and gentlemen. Slamming bods and yeah. I don't beyond. know what I did. it did. Like I... Yeah, don't. Get... No, he's not. I... No, it's got to be. No, that's one. It's got to be the... an arrow. Arrow Jones. Uh oh. Oh, no, he's gonna be going hang up on a poor guy. Hang on, we got problems. What the No, that's a different line. But he t- <laughs> No, it's, why is it frozen? What do you mean, frozen? Four Which line? line four? Anybody on the anybody listening to the on-demand, I apologize. Yeah, it's we're frozen. having a problem with the phone. It's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. Oh, that yeah, poor guy's bad been bad on hold. Uh, ah, yeah. Cole from Long Island. Can you call him back? Yeah, poor bastard that he is. Oh, jeez. Frozen Jones. What happened at I think we need some music to lighten the mood here. Are you ready? Did you find any music? (laughs) It's Like two seconds later, it's like like, no. You're like trying to fix the phone. You're like trying to. (laughs) Were you searching Garth Brooks songs? (laughs) Like what? Yeah, no, no. Are we good now? Hold on, folks. I'm sorry. Oh my God, the whole phone. It just blacked out the whole phone. Oh my God, this is a nightmare. What have we done? Pfft. Thanks, John. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Basically, he just unplugged the power to the phone lines. Well, you got to. Oh my reset. God, it worked! See? Holy crap, Ola! Oh, now the guy's gone. Oh, but not forgotten. That was weird that that just happened. All right. Oh. Well, whatever. We'll try and figure this out. Hey, who we got here? Uh, Johnny in Boston. You want to tag show?
5: Hey, Tess. I'm just calling in from my yesterday uh, with my uh, with your short man syndrome comment.
1: Oh, you're the guy on Facebook that uh, insulted me. Uh, yes, how can I help you?
5: Yeah, I was just calling to say I'm you know, a wicked big fan of your show. And, uh, and, what, and what you're doing, just, uh, just busting your balls pretty much on on, uh, on the air yesterday.
1: Oh, hey. Well, you know, I'm going to teach you something, John. You should utilize uh, an LOL or a ha-ha. Sometimes that <laughs> goes well because things get lost in slant. I know you're from Boston, so it's tough for you to kind of gather that. But sometimes <laughs> what happens is like that kind of – like lightens the mood a little bit so it's oh, not yeah, like course. someone just like you know it's just it's it's a thing ah taz is a, a public figure he's does a radio show a streaming video and he's a wrestler so i could just take shots at him that is that that's so you and i have that relationship you just busted you could you could basically make a joke at my expense that's what you did right
5: oh yeah of course and uh, also i, I just want to give a you know show, like a just, like a quick compliment to all you wrestlers guys because um I was in the snow when I was younger, and like the charitable work that you guys do, because I got to meet Flea uh, on Anderson, The Big Show, Malenko, and uh, Mean Gene. Mm. All one time, it's like you guys. You guys do so much for like for charity events, and I'm just uh you know, yeah. just happy. You get, happy you guys. You guys all do that stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a it's something that I think is part of the game, and you want to do. You want you want to uh, inspire people uh, when you're in your prime, especially, and uh, and and I think that the, the the wrestling community does a great job for many years with doing something like that, but. I would like to get back to the fact that you and I have this comfortability and this relationship that you can attack me on Facebook and take a joke at me, and it's okay, right? It's okay, Johnny. Right. It's no, a- I mean, I, I think we're the same size, so it all works. Oh, we right. all, Even we what? all this. Maybe we should meet. We should yeah, meet. I we mean, should do that. We should meet, and and then well, we could we could compare. You sign a release, and we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? We're actually,
5: <laughs> 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 we, yeah. You still there in New York, right?
1: Yeah, I'm in New York, bro. 1271 6th Avenue. I'm here every day, brother. <laughs> that's
5: so funny. I used, I, yeah, I used to live on the Upper East Side, Ninety-sixth Street, and Second and Third. Then oh, yeah. I, had to, I, yeah, I had to move back up here because I do the layoffs and all that stuff.
1: No one cares. I hear you. Well, that's cool, yeah. man. Uh, well, listen, I, I, you know what? I appreciate you having the balls to call. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you having the balls to insult me on Facebook and just. Oh, man, I know it was just sense. a joke. It was just a joke, though, right? Oh yeah, of course. You know, oh.
5: I mean, me, me and you, uh, we're so tight. So yeah. No, yeah. we're
1: so tight. So. You, you know, you, you and I have that comfortability that you could just take a shot at me, and, and I thought you were a troll. Nevertheless, I didn't realize you're actually a good guy. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that you're just a good guy. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. So now you're back up. You're, you grew up in Boston. Well, I grew up in Haverhill, actually. Uh, oh wait, hold on. We got. Wait, hang on. The freaking orange. Hang on, John. Don't hang up. We're having a problem. Having a pro- hang on. Don't don't touch that. Oh, no, we're good. Hold on. Let me fix It's the sound effect. Johnny, you there, John? Yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, buddy. No, Sorry about that.
5: Yeah. yeah, so a funny story where I grew up. I grew up in Haverhill, and uh, actually, John Cena's town's right the next town over for there me. There is
1: no Sorry, tomorrow. this thing's freaking out. Yeah, I'm listening. John Cena's your friend, you said? No,
5: no, he grew up, like, the next town over for me. Like, he used to work out at my uh, my gym when I was in high school. Oh, he's really? Like, Everyone like, uh, in this room is now dumber for having listened to hey, it. And what
1: happened with you and John? You used to work out
5: with him? No, no, he's just, he, I used to just watch him. The guy's like enormous. You know, the like, he'd be squatting on the rack oh, and, like, yeah. the whole box. Yeah, whole would be like bending, and it's just like it was. An, it
1: strong, it was an, yeah, like a oh, strong yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he he's tall too. He's like six foot, so you couldn't make fun oh, of him. And Taz, yeah,
5: intense. Just to clear things up, no one cares. West, yes, West Newbury's not a gangster town. It's all farm country. This. So oh, really? Like, his, his, hell his gimmick's just hilarious. So we all just. Oh joke. yeah, it's not. Oh, balls. so
1: it's a, it's not a gangster town. You saying it's a, the doctor. Oh, do, oh the, God, the, no. No, no, it's a, they're all like uh, regular people, like sweethearts, as we would call it.
5: Oh my God! Yeah, I think the I think the cow population is the same as the people population there. So, oh just really? I oh,
1: yeah. don't on, give God, a God, damn! This thing is not working. Right. So, what? So you and John used to work out on a regular basis together? Oh no, no, I used to I used to see him at the gym just working out. I never
5: I never bought. I was just too I was just too scared to talk to him back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why were you scared? Because he was a big wrestler? Oh yeah, of course. It
5: was right before it was right before he had a, yeah he had a big bit in the WWE. So it was just like he was just still like John Cena, the you know. Oh yeah. The, yeah, just a regular
1: Son of a bitch! Hang on a minute! Jump, Johnny, don't hang up, I'm gonna talk to you. Bro, I know what you're doing, Johnny. What's the going on here? I'm sorry, Taz. It's the sound, Johnny, you there? Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Johnny, hold on, wait. Johnny, you there? Yeah. Johnny, count to ten. want to make sure I got you. Count to ten. Johnny, count to
5: ten. I'm counting. One, two. Th- three. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And uh, yeah. also two. It's just like, uh, it's like uh, I've been trying to like, like uh, I've been trying to get in touch with like Rick Flair. He, he was up in a Saugus mess right outside of Boston. Oh for yeah. A, uh, for an autograph sign, But I, I, I just think not get in door.
1: And what happened with him? You know Flair too? You're friends with him?
5: Oh no, I wish. No, I met him in the hospital when I was younger. Oh. Uh, right. So, so uh, him and the Big Show, on Anderson, Malenko, and all those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've, been, so I've been trying to track down Flair just to thank him, but it's impossible to get in touch with like with letters and emails.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you should uh, make fun of him on Facebook or Twitter. He might get a hold of you right? <laughs> well, you're a big prankster, right? I'm done
4: with the tablet.
1: I mean, that's your gimmick, right? I mean, you're just, ah, ha, you're short man, jabroni, uh, that yeah. type of thing. How tall are you and how much do you weigh? How tall are you how much do you weigh?
5: Me, I, I want... I I lie and say I'm 5'9", but I'm like
1: 180. Oh,
5: you're
3: a monster.
1: No one cares. So Okay, good, good, good. All right, well, that's great. Well, Johnny, that's good. Uh, There's your 15 minutes. Thanks for coming, and uh, thanks for calling the show. That's awesome. Interesting. Um, Check it out. They got a thing on uh, ESPN right now. You guys will probably check it out later on, a feature on Goldberg. They're doing like a sit-down lunch gimmick with the guy. It's pretty interesting, actually. Um, So uh, that's pretty wild. We got my man back on the phone uh, that I unfortunately uh, I want to, I feel bad if I hung up with this other guy. Hey Colin Long Island you there? Hey Taz it's Cole from Long Island. Cole, I'm you? sorry. Cole, dude, we hung up. We had a frozen issue. I'm sorry about that. You know
3: what stuff happens. I, I appreciate you taking the call. Uh, I enjoy the show. I respect your work. Thank you. Um just just, uh, you know, wanted to pick your brain and, and come at you kind of from, from a fan's perspective here on something. Yeah. Um, about a month ago or so, and I'm a little late on this, so if you don't even want to talk about it, that's cool, too. Oh, yeah. But uh, you you were ripping apart um, Ashton Kutcher and, and Danny Masterson on commentary. Did yes. you call that?
1: Yes, I know. Yes, I was ripping them. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. From, from, from my perspective,
3: and please educate me. They, they looked like they were having a fun time out there, and, like, that
1: that was one of my favorite parts of the show. Just told, hold on, you like, mean the last time they, they were just on Raw a couple of weeks back, right? Yeah, it was probably
3: yeah. like a few weeks ago. There was a tag match, Jericho and Owens versus the New Day, and they were out there on commentary. Yeah, and you know. it, it just felt like like they were enjoying themselves. That they seemed like they were fans, like not you know the, the smartest of fans, but like they were having fun and appreciated the right. product respected it. And they even mentioned that at the end of their commentary, like respect to you know Corey Graves and Byron and Michael Cole, like what the, what they do, and and I could tell they were having a good time. So so. What was what's the big beef
1: with that? Like, do you not see that or no? No, I hey, I, I they definitely had a good time. I have no problem with them having a good time, and, and I saw the same thing you saw, dude. I did. But there's a but. I think they. I'm trying to remember back on it. They, I think they crossed the line a lot because the the, um, the, the disrespect they showed, even though they're having fun at the wrestler's expense. It's just like the the guy who was just busting his balls with with the with the Facebook thing before your call. It's like sometimes people think. It's okay. And even if they're stars like Aston Kutcher and Masterton to go on Raw and uh, they just take shots because they're wrestlers, uh, they don't take themselves serious. Uh, they, and that's what those guys did. I had a problem with it because they just thought it was a joke for them at Kevin Owens or somebody else's expense. I have a problem with that. It's just to me that's not the way I live my life. You know what I mean? So I, I that that's why, and especially when you come as a guest into – Uh, uh, WWE's World or TNA or whatever wrestling company or if you're a guest to an NFL team or something like that I I don't feel that you should go that far with it. That's just my opinion. I mean um, you think I was too, uh, not critical on them, but too hard on them? Is that what you're saying? Well no,
3: I mean I definitely respect uh, what you're saying. Uh, I I would just rather have people out there who are having fun and, and being controversial or doing whatever than you know, just being dry and and you know right. not just just going through the motions. I feel like sometimes uh, Michael Cole kind of does
1: that a little bit. I don't know. No, but Cole, um, but dude, dude, you can't. Comp- I think it's. A, I get what you're saying, bro. I do. But you can't compare Michael Cole to them. Michael Cole's an employee for a lot of years, and he's the play-by-play guy. You can't compare him to a guest commentator or guest like Aston Kutcher on a show. I I understand. I just think that's apples and oranges. But I kind of get your drift when they have, like, a a celebrity come on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. And if the guy or girl is boring and it doesn't do nothing, it kind of sucks. Well, I've seen, I don't know, off the top of my head, like Snoop Dogg go on there and do stuff with WWE. And he doesn't disrespect the wrestlers or the brand or wrestling in general. And he's entertaining all the time. I mean, he's... Stoned out of his mind half the time, but he's entertaining and he's funny. I'm just using him as a celebrity that's not a wrestler, you know. So I don't have a I don't have a problem like what I believe. I agree with you, Cole. That you have got to be entertaining and you got to have fun if you're a guest or not. I'm down with you. I agree with you. I just think that they were like they were acting like guys would act in a bar, Cole. When if when they were talking about wrestlers, like I'd call him out, I'd kick his ass, I'd do this to him. We like, you know, you know, you can't, and we know you're joking, and they were doing that and going too far with it. I look, I'm all about sophomoric, you, McCall. I do it on my show every day. Okay, I'm a fan of sophomoricism. I am, but you know, I think in that realm as a guest commentator, and uh, you got a champion. I think it was Kevin Owens, right? That's what they were taking shots at.
3: Yeah, they they, they made some comments about his weight. They probably shouldn't made and have made, and then they uh. We're talking about like how they were scared of his beard or something, but not him. I don't remember what.
1: I talking. think you're right. No, it's all good, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, Manny uh, Escalante on Facebook Live said they said uh, Owens had a beer belly. So see, and thank you for that, Manny. See, the thing is, Cole, that's the stuff that's not cool, you know. And and I I I bet you Dallas of Donuts behind closed doors in a post production meeting, Vince McMahon and Stephanie were not happy with that. And Kevin Dunn. I promise.
3: <laughs> I mean, pro- I mean they're, they're pointing out the obvious. I mean, Kevin Owens will, will kick their ass, right? But he does have a beer belly. I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing him out. There's a lot of great wrestlers. Ben, ben Bigelow.
1: Like, I know. But, belly. no, no, dude, you're right. But <laughs> you have to earn the right to say that, dude. You can't just go and disrespect somebody in their house when they're a champion and we're trying to get that guy over. That That's not cool. You don't do that. If I go to a – if I'm a – Whatever, I, I was a Jet fan back in the day, right, Cole? So I, I, I had, you know, bench passes. I'd go to Jet games and be on the sideline, not all the time, but a lot, of, a couple times. And Mark Sanchez was the quarterback, and Mark Sanchez did had no power in his arm. People know that, right, Cole? You're, you're from Long Island, right? Yes, sir. Are you a football fan? Yeah, Jets fan. Okay, so you remember Sanchez, right? Remember the hype on him or lack of hype as he had no juice in his arm, right? He had no strength. Remember? Yep. All right. So do you, do you think it'd be bad? If I went when I was on the sideline with the Jets or before a game, if I went over to the offensive coordinator or if I went on Twitter, if it was popular then, and said, hey, I'm at the sideline at the Jet game. Man, I'm watching Sanchez warm up. He's got a really bad arm. Hey, Mr. Offensive Quarter, man, this guy's your starter. He's a really good quarterback, but he's got no, no power in his arm. Cole, is that bad if I did that? Yeah. Why is it bad?
3: Because, well, you're pointing out a flaw in the guy's game.
1: That's right. So that's my point. Not that Kevin always having a beer belly is a flaw, but I'm trying to just use off the top of my head an analogy of when I was on the sideline as a guest at someone's event, like the Jets. You know what I mean? So that's all. But I appreciate you calling, and, and I get your drift. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a little old school sometimes, so maybe that maybe I'm guilty of that. You know what I mean? But I appreciate you calling, Cole. Call, all right? Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you educating me. Thanks for your time, man. Take care, buddy. Take care. So there you go. Uh, that's it. So I get his point. I do. But, you know, that's just how I see it. That's my gimmick. So everybody on Facebook Live, I, I'm running out of time here. I, I want to say hello to all you guys. Thanks for jumping on, checking out the show. I appreciate it. Um, I, I didn't get into the full NXT gimmick. I got to wrap here. Tomorrow we're going to do a Survivor Series predictions, and I'll have to do the NXT predictions tomorrow because I ran out of time. That's fine. Oh, you're okay with that? Yeah. What, what, well, whatever why would you say, say that? Goes. Just leave it alone. You just ah, yeah. it's, no, when you say it's fine, now I want to go ten minutes late in the show and do it. Look, biting your tongue. You didn't get a chance to sing either. Oh. You have no time. No, I have a read it. Ready tomorrow. You tomorrow tomorrow you tomorrow we can sing. Sing. We, We're running out of time. Maybe we'll close the show with you singing. You got a song? I have friends in low places. If oh, you I'm want sure it. you do. All right, let's go. Before we wrap this show up, do it quick. Let's go. In a three and a two and a one.
2: Blame it all on my roots, I showed up in boots, and ruined your black tie fair. The last one to know, the last one to show, I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw a surprise, and the fear in his eyes, when I took his glass of champagne. I toasted you, said honey, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my, my
1: blues, blues away. away.
2: Yeah! Hop
1: singing like uh, Buddy Robbins from the and Free Brothers. I'll
2: be okay. <laughs> I'm I got big, big on, on social, social graces. Think I'll slip on down now, to, to the oasis. Oh, I got friends
1: in low places. There you go, baby. All right. So uh, <laughs> pretty good, Big Vike. Thank you. Not bad, son. Thank you. Not bad. Good job, brother. I love it. Maybe we should end every show like that. What do you think? sure it's not happening um, so <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the show be back at you guys tomorrow thanks to everybody on Twitter Facebook the whole deal Taz show come out tomorrow NXT preview and Survivor Series I'm Taz you're not yeah. goodbye
0: said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest I don't even have a top 10 me against the world I've been doing when what I really love, haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts, and when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up, I wanna go back to days with no grades. we ordered the kids meal, play ball this all day now, I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now, I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay, here to stay. I'm and I won't let you Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through, and it's for the team, know I go for my dreams, I've been on